At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Green Zone. Oh my! He is the fattest man. This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the sports betting network. And welcome inside the Green Zone right here, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes, I am officially, it's full sweat zone for me as a yeah. Cowboy fan. 17-14 against the Chargers, trying to hold on. It looks like right now the Chargers are going to have a game-tying field goal attempt with about four minutes to go in regulation. We have a lead change in the desert where the Cardinals have just kicked the field goal 34-33 right now. So without further ado, let's go out to Mike Wobeshaw right now. We didn't think field goals, Bobby, would be the difference here, but the defenses have tightened up. I know it's crazy to say in a 34-33 game, but the Vikings now with the ball back about four and a half minutes to go. How do you think this plays out going forward? I know it's been pretty unpredictable at this point. My guess would be the Vikings will take possession here after a kickoff and drive the ball toward like midfield or like the plus 45 and then be faced with some third and mediums or fourth and shorts and have to convert in the clutch and try to do so and then get into the outer reaches of field goal range and try to kick a game-winning field goal. That, that's what I see happening here. We'll see. Um, I've been wrong plenty of times. Maybe <laughs> they won't get that far. Or maybe they'll drive down for a touchdown. I don't know. The fireworks aren't over, though. That would be uh, what I would suspect. The Cardinals just kicked a field goal to take the lead. It was a shorty as Mike Zimmer's defense bowed up inside the 10-yard line and kept Kyler Murray out of the end zone. Well, Wabi, as you said, keep the bat phone on the ready, and that signal might be thrown out to you again. There was a holding call here on first and 10, so down one, four minutes and 19 seconds to go in regulation, and going to be facing a first and 20 for KC8 and company. At some point, look, I know they want to try to keep possession here, and Wes maybe run this down to Wabi's point and get a game-winning mm-hmm. field goal. I just don't know that you can – you can't kick – I just wonder if they're already in four-down territory, I yeah. guess is my point, even though backed up in their own end here with a first and 20. Well, and and yeah, and look, Minnesota has done such a good job not getting penalized, except for now, first and 20, only three penalties for 16 yards on the day. They had that in like two plays last week. But, uh, but Minnesota does have three timeouts here. Keep in mind, 4.15 left to go. 34 to 33, Arizona clinging to at one point. All right, KCA gets a nice completion, about a second down and four coming up for them. We do have drama in LA. David Gascon's been all over it for, for us today. David, uh, you can't see me sweating, but trust me, I am. What's going on out there? I, I just want, are we going to overtime? I can't take this anymore. I'm getting too old for this stuff, David. 
Yeah, I guess, right? You're hoping for a little bit of that. It's only week two, Dave. Keep in mind, we got this six, <laughs> 16 more weeks of this, right? Um, it's been fun so far, but Jared Cook was involved in a legal shift for the LA Chargers now down near the goal line. Justin Herbert had hit him. He got into the end zone, but it was nullified because of the illegal shift. Uh, they were pushed back at a kick, a 29-yard field goal that was up and good. So now we're tied yet again. 17-17 is the score. There's under five minutes to play in regulation. There's been balance for Dallas. Offensively, Dak Prescott over 186 yards passing. On the ground, 184 yards rushing for them. On the flip side, charges are over 400 yards of offense, but they're losing the turnover category 2-1 to one at 17-17. So there's been chances on both sides, but two costly turnovers for Justin Herbert, including one on a previous series where he threw a pick in the end zone. He was looking for Keenan Allen. But nevertheless, Dallas has some time now, and you talk about how to close out a half. Fourth quarter action, under five to go. You had that five-minute drive on you because all you need is three right now with an opportunity to get to 500 on the season. David, that's a great point when you look inside the numbers here that the Chargers have racked up over 400 yards of offense and yet only have 17 points on the board. you got to think if you're the Cowboys here, can they grind out one more drive and try to go down there potentially to kick a game-winning field goal? So, David, hang with us. Uh, I know we're going to be coming back to you for more. This game is far from over in L.A., and I am officially starting to sweat. We do have more points down there uh, in Tampa Bay. Sweat's over in Tampa Bay, that it game, looks like right now. And again, if you had uh, the ATL in-game, even 20 and a half, that might be the ultimate bad beat. We'll explain with Eric at home uh, in just a few minutes. But we mentioned the Minnesota game. And they had about, I believe, a fourth and seven deep mm-hmm. in their end. And they punted the football. Mike Zimmer has chosen to punt the well, football. Well, they have three timeouts, and they also have the two-minute warning. Uh, Dalvin Cook, the turf monster, got him. It looked like he was going to have a big gain. He had nothing but daylight. Slips on the turf, and they end up being third and seven. No gain here on third down. So they elect to go ahead and punt the football. I actually don't agree or don't disagree with that decision. You've got three timeouts. I feel if you go for it there, you're just given three points automatically to Arizona. Then you got to take a touchdown to win the game. And, and that is the problem here, trusting a defense that's given up 34 points to get a stop. But to your end, with the three timeouts and the two-minute warning here, you essentially have four. So let's see if they can get that stop. But I, I think this is the last time, and it's been great having Eric at home on with us all day long uh, in his very comfortable-looking chairs. Eric, uh, this one, if you took the ATL in-game, they got it down to 28-25. You felt great. Maybe pre-flop you had him plus 12. Uh, none of those bets look good anymore, do they? <laughs> yeah, uh, coming, seeing as how I'm in a theater, I've seen this movie before, <laughs> right? You know, the Falcons uh, are, find new inventive ways to, uh, to haunt betters in this case, and I think we know who the NFC uh, Defensive Player of the Week is going to be. It's yes. going to be Mike Edwards for the Bucks. He has now returned two interceptions for touchdowns, one from 31 yards, one from 34, in about a four-minute span here in the fourth quarter. So pretty impressive uh, fourth quarter from the, uh, the safety from Kentucky. So it is now 48 to 25. We've wow. gone way over the total. I believe it was uh, 52 pregame. And now the Buccaneers are 23 points ahead. It was a 12 and a half to, or 12 point spread, I should say, uh, before kickoff and got pretty high at one point. I don't know if it touched 20, but you, you're not uh, you're not feeling too good if you place pretty much any in-game bet on Atlanta, especially after they'd caught it, uh, like you said, to a three-point game, and it was looking pretty close. A, a three-point game in the fourth quarter, and then you're not even going to sniff that, uh, obviously, after what's happened here with the flurry of defensive points from the Buccaneers. Again, 48 points, giving up 25. You'd feel pretty good if I told you before the game, the ATL at 25. You'd right. think they'd be in this game. Not at all. They're getting blown out right now, down by 23. I want to thank Eric Edholm, of course, at Yahoo Sports, NFL embedding writer there. I follow him on Twitter. You should, too, at Eric underscore Edholm. So, Eric, thank you very much for your fine work today as the Buccaneers putting the finishing touches on that. Uh, the Cowboys did get a first down now, but they're still deep in their own territory uh, with about, they're going to go down to the two-minute warning here at about their own 31-yard line. So, Wes, it's a big drive for Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. and the Cowboys here because they've got the opportunity right here if they can cement a drive, play keep away, maybe Justin Herbert doesn't get back on the field uh, before this game potentially could end. Yeah, we're just about to get to the two-minute warning there at at the uh, L.A. Chargers-Dallas game where it's tied at 17. But we've also got some business picking up here in Seattle. Tennessee now a one-score game. 
Big sack there from Seattle. Mm. So uh, we shall see. Let's go to Tank Williams. He's got an update for us. Uh, what do we got going here? Tennessee and Seattle, big third down for the Titans. Yeah, big third down. But as you said, I mean, I'm thinking of back a few plays where I see A.J. Brown run a, like a double move route down the sideline. The cornerback seems to me to interfere with them and tackle them early. Like, I don't see how that just gets called for a taunting after the play. That looked like pass interference to me. So I'm really not sure how Seattle got away with that. And then, you know, Tannehill and those guys, they've been under pressure here by that Seattle defense right when it looks like they're ready to get back into the game. And we've got a fourth down coming up here, Tank. So Tennessee is obviously going to go for it here with about six minutes to go on the Seattle 30. Tank, very quickly, though, win, lose, or draw with this comeback effort for Tennessee, are you at least impressed that they got off the deck? Because they've had a lot of things go against them. We talked about the touchdown at the end of the first half that we still think was a touchdown. They could have folded up shop many times in this game, but they haven't. Is that a credit to Mike Vrabel and the way he gets these guys ready? I mean, absolutely, because one thing we can't forget, too, is that most of these teams, or pretty much all of these teams, played games last year where they didn't have any fans in the stadium. And so now you have to go into an environment where you're playing the, in probably the toughest place to play in the NFL because these fans are breathed down your neck for all four quarters. It's tough to make checks and everything else in that game. And so for Tennessee to battle back through that adversity, having touchdowns called back and everything else, and put up this fight the way they have and still be in this game late, I mean, you have to feel good about yourselves, even though you know the statistics about going 0-2 to start the season, where your percentages are for making it to the playoffs. I think it's around 11%. So Tennessee still has to put forth a lot of effort here to win this game. You don't want to go down to start the season 0-2, but you have to feel good about how you dug yourself out of this hole against a really good Seattle team. All right, Tank, we'll check back in with you before this game is over. Did, did not convert that fourth down, by the way. Correct. Went for it on fourth down, didn't get it on the fourth and two, so Seattle takes over at about their own 30 here. But there's still time here for Tennessee to try to get a stop and get the ball back. To that end, Wes Reynolds, good call mm-hmm. by you. Mike Zimmer trusted his defense, and Minnesota has the ball back now with one timeout and two minutes and three seconds to go, so they still have the benefit of the two-minute warning. So they have the ball back down one. Hey, defense has not been invoked so far uh, for the Vikings today, but they got the stop when they needed it. And now they're going to have the opportunity to go down and try to win this game. Yeah, they can use this two-minute warning as an extra timeout. So they did get the stop. Second and seven here, 34-33, to your current score. So uh, right now, Minnesota on their own 25. Plenty of time, though, to work with for Kirk Cousins, who's led 16 comeback drives in his career, trying to make it number 17 right now. And the Cowboys have a big third and one now as that game ticks down under two minutes to go. Uh, let's see if they can sustain that drive because you got to think if you don't get it deep in your own end, you would have to punt. So a huge third down and one coming. The Vikings do have a first down now. So, again, if you're a live game wager, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of ways you can go here with the Vikings down one, the Cowboys and Chargers tied up at 17. It's officially the sweat zone. We know that uh, right now it looks like Seattle's in command, but, again, there's still plenty of time for the Titans to try to get one more stop and get that ball back. The only game that – really for all intents and purposes is over is the Buccaneers up 23 on the ATL. It's been a great afternoon slate, but don't go anywhere because we're not done yet. The games aren't done yet. So as long as they're playing, we're going to be here. Come on back with Wes and I right here in the green zone. It is VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Why wouldn't you? It's great information and great value. Speaking of value, if you're the Cowboys' money line, you're sweating this out here, Wes, as I am right now, as they try to go down and get a game-winning field goal. But Minnesota, in arguably the game of the day right now, Mike Zimmer trusted his defense. They got Mm -hmm. the stop. Now it's up to KC8. Let's go out to Mike Wobeshaw, who's been watching this like a hawk. And, Wobby, what do you make of the Vikings here? A little more than a minute to go in regulation I was surprised they didn't go for it, but Mike Zimmer obviously knows his team better than I do. That was a big stop to give his offense another chance. No, it, it was, and they just had a huge play here to convert on third and 10 and, and get into field goal range. So um, Zim trusts his defense, no surprise there, and it pays off. Right now, the Vikings in field goal range. If they don't come out on top here, some people may question why they didn't go for two earlier in the game. Uh, that could all be for not, though, if the Vikings can get into position and kick a field goal to potentially uh, win the game. Although, if they do it too soon, you're going to give Kyler Murray and company a little bit of time. They do have one timeout. And that's the thing. So we saw at the end of the first half, right? Well, hey, well 20 seconds to go. That's not enough. Time. Oh, it's plenty of time for King Kyler Murray and company. We saw what Murray did last year against Buffalo with no time. So to Wabi's point, if you're the Vikings here, again, the Cardinals out of timeouts. They have a second and two. And it looks like they just got a first down. So they can technically ice this thing and go down to try to get the game-winning kick. Speaking of get potential game-winning kicks, let's go out right now. David Gascon watching the Cowboys and the Chargers. And it looks like the Cowboys now have an opportunity to win this with just a couple ticks in the clock. Greg the leg out there. David, how far is this field goal attempt? Guys, his uh, career long is from 61 yards out. This will be from 56. Chargers have all three timeouts remaining. They've elected to take one of them right now to try to ice Legatron. And so we're just seconds away from seeing them potentially go up 20 to 17. But again, yeah, this is from 56 yards out. Dallas had the football here and they had plenty of time to run a couple more plays, but they elected to run the clock down. They felt like they were comfortable enough with Zerline where he's at right now to kick this thing out from 56 yards. So they're lining up right now. Timeouts over and done with. So I guess we can all hold our, our, our bated breath. And uh, I guess, Dave, uh, it's probably a safe time to go into a corner and hold yourself. Two Gregs trying to kick the game winners right now, that being Zerline for the Cowboys and then Joseph for Minnesota, as now Greg the Leg it's has good. done so. It's good. So one for two on the Gregs. We'll see how Minnesota turns out. But Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys get a win, 20-17. to 17. David, very quickly, and obviously you know that I'm euphoric as a fan right now, but as being objective and being much more objective than I can be in this moment, how impressive a win is this for the Cowboys on the road at a tough place to play there? And so far, I know you mentioned there are a lot of Cowboy fans there, but this is a huge win for Mike McCarthy specifically and the Cowboys avoiding an 0-2 start. Well, when you looked at this matchup, Dave and Wes, you would think that the Chargers and the Cowboys are mirror images of each other. 
for two different reasons. One, they haven't had success in recent years. And two is they've had numerous opportunities to be in tight games like this, and they never get over the top for whatever reason it may be. Last week against Tampa, they had every opportunity to win that ball game on the road in a hostile environment to week number one. They go to week number two in the same situation at hand. They had 198 yards rushing today. Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott were fantastic. And it looked like from the start of the ball game, they controlled the tempo of this affair. But in the end, the Chargers had numerous chances. And they thought, again, this is the same old Dallas Cowboys that we've seen in recent years. So I've been thoroughly impressed, not only because they won the ball game, but something that stood out to me from last season to this year is can you get some stops? They got a few last week against Tampa, but more so here today against the Chargers, limiting that high-powered offense to a mere 17 points. Now, one can make the argument, yeah, the Chargers had one TD taken off the board, but you still, you, you picked up Justin Herbert twice. One of them was in the end zone, and you controlled the flow of this game. When you do that, you get a good balance from your offense, running and passing, then that makes the world a difference in your football team's outlook for four quarters. You're not pressing as much as you have to when you have Dak throwing 40, 45, and 50 times a game, and you saw what happened as this game unfolded, and they win it on a last-second field goal. I got to tell you, it's what Mr. Miyagi preached, balance, right? Yes. Not just karate, whole life. Uh, David Gascon, great job covering this, of course, for Fox Sports Radio, Valley Sports West. You can always find him there. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at David J. Gascon. David, uh, again, great stuff, and I feel like it was a therapy session for me yeah. for the last three and a half hours. <laughs> but, uh, but it is a huge win, obviously, mm-hmm. for the Cowboys West going forward because, again, Look, the Eagles now, they stumbled today at home against the Niners, right? We saw Washington and the Giants in that Thursday yeah. night game. And now the Cowboys feel like the class of the NFC East. We'll find out if that holds. Imagine playing for a 56-yarder oh as Mike goodness. McCarthy did and making it and getting bailed out by Greg the Leg Zerline, but doesn't seem like the uh, Minnesota Vikings, who had a much shorter field goal, were so lucky. Didn't want to bring that up with Mike Wilbershaw, but we have, we have to do that now because we're talking about Wes made the point to Greg the legs. One was successful in L.A. What happened in Arizona? Because, uh, Mike, this has got to be a tough one for the Purple, for the purple Gang here to suffer. Oh, it's, I mean, it's stunning. It's a 37-yarder after a picture-perfect drive by the offense to get them into field position to kick that field goal. It included a conversion on third and 10 near midfield. And um, everything's set up perfectly. And it's, it's just ironic that in a game that had so many points, so many updates, um, <laughs> we joked about how it was surpassing the total nearly in the first half. It's decided because points weren't scored. Um, very ironic, uh, a heartbreaker of a loss for the Vikings, who um, lost in similar heartbreaking fashion last week at Cincinnati, even worse this week at Arizona. And what's next for him? Oh, just a home opener against Seattle. Uh, next week Bobby uh, so um, really tough start for the for the purple and gold let me ask you because you have a pulse on this football team because you cover this football team you mentioned it the overtime loss a week ago to Cincinnati that was brutal to take this is even worse to take in a game you feel like you've positioned yourself as you said Kirk Cousins the offense did everything the defense came up with a key stop after Zimmer trusted his defense to get that stop they do it they do everything right then you miss a field goal oh and two knowing Mike Zimmer and knowing this team, is there any value in still backing the Vikings going forward? Because you can't, I don't know how many times you're going to have your heart ripped out like they have in the first two weeks, but they're, they're close. They're just not finishing the job. Are they still alive in this division? I think the fact that Green Bay lost last week helps them, and then the fact that there's an extra game in the schedule helps would, would help you build a, a case to stick with them and give them a, an outside shot to compete. You know, I mean, even if Green Bay beats Detroit, um, you're still just one game back and you haven't played him yet. So there's too, too many good players on the Vikings roster to throw the towel in on them now. Uh, they haven't even played a home game yet. So uh, the schedule does not get any easier. I mean, these actually were two of the e- easier games right. for them to win. They're, they're at Seattle or they have Seattle at home and Cleveland at home in the next two weeks. Um, so, you know, it's not it's not an easy road, but there are a lot of good players on the team, so it'd be tough to give up on the season for them. I'd expect a pretty big bounce-back effort from them as they uh, open their home schedule next week against Seattle. That'll be a, a pretty fun game, a 325 Central start. Mike Wobbishaw, great job all day. Follow him on Twitter as I do, at Wobby. And, uh, Mike, we'll catch up with you again next week. But, boy, again, the, the Titans right now in the last game that's yeah, still speaking going. Speaking of Seattle, Whoa. by the way. 
This is a tight one. We're going to try to get out to Tank Williams in just a second here. But we've got drama, and it looks like right now they've got two timeouts left, 34 seconds to Mm -hmm. go in regulation, down seven, third and one at about the five. And Derrick Henry, he might have gotten this in. It's at the goal line as we speak. But let me ask you. They still have two timeouts, by the way, if they don't rule him in. The signal is touchdown. If this holds, can I ask you a crazy question? Would Mike Vrabel entertain the idea of going for two? He did it in the London game, actually, a couple years ago, and I was just thinking about that. By the way, Derrick Henry oh, has more yards in the second half than the entire Seahawks team. And what, so, three touchdowns in the second yes, half? Yes, Derrick holds? Henry, uh, maybe the demise was greatly exaggerated, Ooh. at least for one week, because that is now his third touchdown. He had 28 carries for 156 Keep before that him one. The so. Now it it looks like he is in. If he is down, I think he's he in. is going to be down at the one. By the way, Tennessee does have two timeouts left if he is ruled down. So obviously Mike Bravel takes it immediately and goes ahead. This is a first down either way, either even way. if he's not in a touchdown because it was third and one from the five. So the Titans either have a first and goal at the one or they have a touchdown here. Okay, let's see if it stands. Ironically, what might be better for the Titans is if it's not a touchdown. Right. Because right now there's 28 seconds to go in regulation. And I think he might have been just a little bit short, but it's going to be first and goal from the one. Immediately a timeout has got to come for Tennessee, though. Okay, if you're a Tennessee backer, and again, it closed your bet MGM six and a half, Mm -hmm. would you prefer that the touchdown stands? Or do you want to roll the dice if you're a money line player? Because here's the problem. You give Seattle too much time. Yeah. For Russ to come down and but get to the But there's only about 30 seconds left, so I'd rather have the touchdown if I was Tennessee. This is insanity. This is why we love the NFL. This is why we're here in the green zone each and every week for you. It's not over by a long shot, so we're coming back. We'll update the craziness going on in the Pacific Northwest right here. It's the green zone on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wes Reynolds, I knew this would be fun. I didn't think it'd be this much fun. What a week two we're seeing around the NFL here in the green zone. We still have one game going on right now. 16 seconds to go in regulation. I said regulation because right now it's currently tied up at 30. Let's go back out to our guy, Tank Williams, uh, who's been watching this game with us all day. And Tank, we mentioned, you know, Tennessee getting off the deck. They didn't get the fourth down. They still get the stop, get the ball back. Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. I don't even know where to begin, how impressive a comeback this has been. How impressed are you by it? I mean, I'm impressed by the simple fact that when this game started, there was no way in hell that we thought Derrick Henry would have over 160 (laughs) rushing yards and three touchdowns. And the fact that Seattle dominated this game to start, got up with a big lead, yet the Titans come back with the run game Mm. and tie the game up. And who expected 60 points to be scored in this game in regulation, given how – I would say, like, in F the offenses were, at least on Tennessee's side, to start this game. I mean, just unbelievable display of offense by the Titans and just having the resolve to come back against adversity. And, I mean, I'm just anxious to see what's going to happen here in uh, overtime right now because these two teams are playing a masterful game. Yeah, and Tank, to that end, and I think it's a great point to be had, I think we all thought when they fell behind, well, Derrick Henry, he just can't involve him anymore in the offense. Credit Mike Vrabel, right, for for sticking to it, and the King paid those dividends. Most coaches, Tank, they don't do that, right? They scrap the playbook, and they say, you know, we got to get desperation mode. He never allowed that to happen, and again, it's paid off for them. i got to think in that locker room, again, win, lose, or tie here, potentially, because it looks like we're going to go to overtime eight seconds ago in regulation. This has got to be the ultimate confidence builder for this team after looking as lackluster as they looked in week one against Arizona. I mean, I would say this is the ultimate confidence uh, builder for the team because when you're sticking with your strength and saying that, hey, this is what we ride with, with this run game, King Henry, and this is how we're going to come back in this game, and they actually are able to do it. Yet on the flip side, like how does Seattle feel where you feel like they're an improved defense where they go in and they shut down a close run game where a lot of people expected Jonathan Taylor and those guys to run the ball effectively this year. Yet, you know, you come out, have a lead against the Tennessee Titans, and then you let King Henry run up and down the field. So now this kind of resets everything for me, especially the way I look at Seattle here in this NFC West, not being able to stop a Tennessee run game that seemed like they were down for the count after facing Arizona last week. 
Injury timeout, by the way, now on the field. So now Seattle down to no timeouts, third and seven, their own 31. Uh, you got to think, Take run the ball here and just and, and just end the game in regulation at least and then go to overtime. By the way, BetMGM, no point spreads or in-game totals or any of that at this standpoint with it likely going to overtime. Seattle minus $1.35 on the money line. Tennessee at plus 105. But Tennessee, like Tank said, coming back with the running game here. And no timeouts. By the way, Tennessee does have one timeout left. So if they elect to say, if Seattle Make doesn't convert, maybe try to punt and then just bring the house. We'll check back in with Tank before this game is over, obviously, as it looks like Seattle here. Did get a first down, two seconds to go, maybe hit yeah, Russ, time here. Russ is going to have one heave, he I think, is. down to the end zone. But it is fascinating because, again, uh, you look to Tennessee, how poorly they played in week one and how good Seattle looked uh, conversely against Indianapolis in week one. And, boy, Tennessee looked like they were down and out for the count, and yet they've come back to tie this thing up. Wes, just your initial thoughts here. We're not done here with the afternoon slate with this game potentially looking like it's going to go to overtime. Mm -hmm. There's got to be some surprises. Uh, Again, as a homer for me, I am surprised. It was a hard play for me, the Cowboys getting that win, but a huge win. What other win do you think might have the biggest impact going forward for a particular team today? Yeah, when you you look at uh, kind of what we've seen a little bit here, I think – the Buffalo Bills yep. getting back on track, 35, 35 nothing. to nothing uh, here and and really blasting Miami. I know Tua got knocked out of the game, but that game looked like it was one-way traffic really from the get-go. Yep. You saw Buffalo be very focused. And then uh, also we were talking about uh, during one of our breaks, Carolina. Yes. Now 2-0 and and Carolina, by the way, they do play on Thursday night. They will be going to the Houston Texans. Now, who will be the quarterback for the Texans? Will it be Davis Mills or will it be Tyrod Taylor? Taylor's going to get the MRI, and we're going to talk about that, kind of wrap up the injuries that we saw here in week two in the last segment of this program. But Carolina could very well start out 3-0 and and maybe even potentially 4-0. and This is a very good team, and this defense is absolutely legitimate. Yeah, hopefully you got in with Wes and I on that before the season started. I know we love the over total of 7.5, and, and part of it was because Week two, we thought would be maybe the toughest game early on in the schedule. They get by the Jets. Not impressive in week one. Really impressive today. And, and, and again, we had Will Hill on all afternoon watching that game. And to that point, they dominated the Saints, who dominated the Packers, who were one game away mm-hmm. from going to the Super Bowl a year ago. So you do that kind of transitive property here. Yes. Maybe Carolina is the early surprise, along with the Las Vegas Raiders. Going 2-0, going to Pittsburgh today. Again, I wish I backed them financially because my heart was there. I thought they could get this done, but to do that on six days rest after winning that wild Monday night game, coming back in that fashion against the the Ravens, and then beating the Steelers, that is super ultra impressive for John Gruden. It's got to make a believer. Yes, they've got injuries. They've got issues in the offensive line. They've got a patchwork defense. Gus Bradley's got that defense playing a lot better. All of a sudden, the Raiders look like a player in the AFC West. Yeah, absolutely. And the Raiders are going to get the Miami Dolphins. So Allegiant Stadium right off the I-15 here in Las Vegas. going to be a live situation next Sunday. And we'll find out who's playing quarterback for the Fighting Fish as well. Let's go back out to Tank Williams. Tank, I guess 60 minutes wasn't enough to get this one done, right? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, you know, after we've seen what Kyler Murray can do at the end <laughs> of uh, a game or at the end of a half, we know Russell can do the same thing. But... You know, we're going to end up going into overtime right now. And I think the way that both of these teams have been playing on offense, first team with the ball uh, is probably going to win this game. And it'll be really fun for me to see Tennessee get this ball and stick with King Henry and run the ball down Seattle's throat and try to win this game. I mean, if Vrabel does that and comes back on the road in one of the toughest Mm. environments in the NFL – that would be like the motivation beyond all motivation that you can give to your team. And then I would say like Tennessee is not only one of the teams to watch in AFC South, but in the AFC. But if they drop this game, I believe they lose all the motivation, all the momentum, and this is going to be tough sled. And it's crazy that you can say that about one game this early in the season, but that's how pivotal this game is for the Tennessee Titans. I wouldn't say that for the Seattle Seahawks, but definitely for the Titans. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. And again, Tank, very quickly before we let you go here and get into overtime, you know, when they come out and they flip the coin here, they say, you know, if it's, if there's no score, it ends in a tie. That drives me Mm -hmm. absolutely insane. As a guy who played in this league, how can we have ties still in the NFL? 
I mean, there's a, there's really no excuse for it because I believe the blood, sweat, and tears that these guys not only put into the game on Sundays, but throughout the week for preparation, like you want to have some fruits for your labor. That means that you want to be able to have a check mark in the win column or saying like, hey, I didn't give enough in this game. I deserve that L. I'm going to come back and battle more the following week just to try to show that, you know, that we're up to par. And so whenever you have teams that go out there and play their all in the ends of the time, I mean, that's just bad ball. I believe that's bad for the NFL. And I think at some point they will resolve that and get to at least a, a format similar to college where, Something. you know, you give the teams the – you know, something like that to where we can have a winner at the end of each game. There's no excuse for a tie. Tennessee, by the way, did win the coin toss, so they are going to get the ball. So if you got the late number Woo! with Tennessee, you cannot lose if no. you got six and a half or better. Obviously, contest lines we'll get into because I believe the circuit line was six with Seattle Lane, and it was five and a half with Seattle wow. Lane. So Seattle can still win by six, and that's going to matter and switch a lot of standings in these contests. We will check back in with Tank Williams before that game's over, but if Tank wants to become the commissioner of the NFL, he's got my vote because my first rule would be end all ties. No way you can play these games all day, sit here as we have with a great fan base behind us. Everybody's... And then have a game end in mm-hmm. the tie. It cannot be You're like this isn't football. You no. don't get one point for a, a tie. You know, they used to do that also in the National Hockey League. But. It just seems like the dumbest and easiest thing to fix for the NFL. Mm-hmm. And why, to Tank's point, that they haven't fixed that yet. The competition committee, I beseech you, make that change in the offseason because we, we almost had a tie in week one between yeah. Minnesota and Cincinnati. We're probably going to have a tie at some point this year. And it's probably just the most the most ungratifying, unsatisfying way to resolve a game. I'm going to be interested to see how Seattle plays this, though, because, uh, look, Derrick Henry has been oh. absolutely eating on them. So it's like, why wouldn't you just feed the kitty here if you're Tennessee? Maybe force Ryan Tannehill. You don't want Derrick Henry to beat you, uh, by the way. And look, if Tennessee, a touchdown obviously wins a game. If Tennessee right. scores here, game is over. Seattle does not get the ball back. And while I'm still on my soapbox... You only get ten minutes in overtime. Like, like we're 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 trying to pronate ties. It's, mm-hmm. That's what it, they're trying to push for the tie. Why are we doing that, NFL? The, what are we thinking? The uh, television rules the world, as you know. So, uh, oh, they're get trying, to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. they got to get those Nashville and Seattle markets live for the Emmy Awards here coming at the top of the hour. Absolute insanity. I will get off my soapbox now, but I urge the competition committee to please change this rule. In the offseason, as Tennessee right now has got about a second down and five. And again, tick, 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 tick. Because mm-hmm. you start off at 10, not 15 minutes in the overtime. Deep breath. Reset. We had a lot of injuries in the NFL today. We're going to talk about those when you come back with us right here in the Green Zone. On VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first wager. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any team. If any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets. If any team scores a touchdown, it is a new customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Emotional offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds here with you. We are in overtime the Pacific Northwest. Seattle got to stop. Next score wins, so it doesn't matter if it's a three or a six, unless from a spread perspective, obviously it does. But Seattle can kick a field goal here, and Tennessee can still cover. Obviously a touchdown. Seattle wins by six. No extra point will be kicked. So you're six and a halves. If you bet the Titans late, you are absolutely safe right now. All right, let's see how that game ends up. But right now we know we saw a just a ton of injuries around the league today. Let's go to... Terrell Julian here to give us an update. And Terrell, when you you see all these injuries, we hate to have to talk about this, but they do affect, obviously, future plays down the road. Obviously, the quarterback position is always uh, seems to come to the forefront here. I want to ask you about Tua Tungavailoa. We saw that he was carted off today. Looked like a rib situation. What do you know about this, and do we think it's going to have some lingering effects for the uh, for the fight and fish going forward? Definitely. Yeah, Wes and Dave, thanks for having me on. So as we don't have the full injury reports yet, we're to an extent playing armchair orthopedic surgeon, but let's see if we can use a little of what we saw and what we think we know to predict how this is really going to affect the teams in the next week. So two ahead for the reports, just a rib contusion and a bruise. Apparently the initial x-rays were negative, and if my information is correct, he's getting an, an MRI tomorrow. Basically, as long as the MRI is clean, this is going to be more of a pain management issue. He can wear a Kevlar chest binder, and my thoughts is he's going to be out there next week. It'll affect his throwing a little bit, but he'll probably be out there next week. All right, of course, talking to Dr. Terrell Julian, the chief of orthopedic surgery, Kaiser Permanente, Mid-Atlantic. And again, Wes, we always talk about quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. right? And I know you have another one for the doctor. Yeah, I do. And uh, one, it's going to be on a short week here. It is Tyrod Taylor. We mentioned Carolina and Houston do play on Thursday night. Davis Mills, the rookie Stanford quarterback, did come on in relief for Tyrod Taylor. So, uh, what is doctor? What is the latest update you've heard on Taylor? It doesn't seem like he would even be close to being ready for Thursday night. Yeah, I agree. So he injured himself on a scramble and suffered a hamstring injury. You know, this early in the season, this is kind of bad news. Is these they tend to linger all season. If you think back to a guy like Deshaun Jackson, former Eagles and Washington football player. You know, every year he had one of these recurrent injuries. And if you take a mobile quarterback like Tyrod on a short week, it doesn't really spell good news for him. So, you know, we're going to have to keep an eye on this going forward. More likely than not, it's going to be a game-time decision, but uh, it's something you want to keep your eye on. Uh, We're keeping our eye on Seattle as well. They had to punt the ball back to Tennessee. So Tennessee has the ball in Seattle territory. We'll keep an eye on that here in the waning moments with Dr. Terrell Julian. And I did want to ask about one more quarterback, And, Doctor, I know in Chicago they've been waiting to get Justin Fields on the field. 
that might have to happen after we saw Andy Dalton leave the action today. What can you tell us about his injury? Yeah, a couple conflicting reports on uh, Andy Dalton. So whether or not this was a knee or an ankle injury, as you saw him sort of scramble to the sideline, it was one of those non-contact injuries. He was hobbling. It might have been an ACL or possibly a uh, knee hyperextension. So in any case, we're going to find out more this week as he gets his MRI and kind of keeps going on. But as you know, this could be the transition of Justin Fields, who is the heir apparent to this Bears quarterback throne. So this could be the time for uh, Justin Fields to step up. All right, great information from Dr. Terrell Julian, Chief Orthopedic Surgeon at Kaiser Permanente Mid-Atlantic. Doctor, great having you on. Uh, we like to talk football with you. We just wish it wasn't always about injuries, but uh, we do appreciate the advice and uh, certainly looking forward to those quarterbacks hopefully getting healthier for their respective teams. But it does not look good, certainly on the short week, as we know, coming up on Thursday. Thanks a lot, Doctor. We'll catch up again soon. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Doctor, thank you very much. All right. We, we do have to update here in the waning moments that we have on the green zone. And again, at the top of the hour, Brady Cannon and James Salinas will take it over from here. Uh, right now, let's go back out to Tank Williams because, Tank, it looks like Tennessee, a uh, prime opportunity to steal this football game in the Pacific Northwest, and they got it done with their defense with that big stand here in overtime. Which is unbelievable. I mean, I can't recall who they were playing. Maybe it was the Minnesota Vikings last year where Russell Wilson got the ball back deep in his territory, and I believe everyone on social media, everyone watching the game was like, uh-oh, Russ is about to do it. But we really didn't get that feeling, uh, which is kind of ironic because, I mean, that Tennessee defense has just been beleaguered to start this season. But, yeah, they're able to fuss a, uh, force a punt by the Seattle Seahawks. Going to get the ball here in Seattle territory. But now the only question is, will they have a kicker that can come through for them? Because it seems like ever since Mike Brable has been there, he's had issues with the kicker. And so hopefully that doesn't rear his head again. But Tennessee, basically the way this game started to where they are now, I mean, I don't feel like they can be, like, happier than the position they are in right now. Two tanks point. Randy Bullock, three of four today. He did miss a Mm 44-yarder at the end of the third quarter when it was 24-16. Brable elected to kick there to try to go down five. That field goal, no good. Obviously, Derrick Henry, it's feed the kitty time here. They are basically giving him the ball and say, okay, just get it in position for us. So third and five, Tannehill going to line up out of the shotgun would expect Henry is going to get the ball here. And he does get the football, and it looks like he's going to be a little bit short of the first down, so it should be kicking time for Randy Bullock. This should be a chippy. Uh, To Tank's point, though, it has not come easy for Tennessee, but again, conversely here on the flip side, if you're Seattle, Pete Carroll, Mm -hmm. at home, Two touchdown lead, second half. Right. It's a terrible game to blow. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, that's why I thought the line did get a little inflated, but you were worried about this Tennessee defense. And look, this Tennessee defense has not been great. They've given up just a little less than 400 yards, but the Seattle defense, 528 Woo! yards of the Tennessee Titans, who Arizona shut down last week. Well, the kick is up, and it is good. And we have a winner in the Pacific Northwest. The Tennessee Titans come all the way mm-hmm. back and get that 33-30 to 30 win. So, uh, Tank Williams uh, did a great job covering this game for us all day long. I want to thank Tank uh, for joining us here on the Green Zone. Uh, this is a stunner to come back and get this W here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes, as I mentioned, again, I don't think we're too worried about Seattle going forward, but it does feel like a season saver yeah. of sorts for Tennessee. It certainly does. And, you look, you have, uh, obviously, Houston – Still rebuilding Jacksonville, very much a rebuild. Indianapolis now off to an 0-2 start, losing two home games uh, to start the season, both to Seattle and the Rams. So Tennessee will be your co-leader here in the AFC South. And Tennessee not only gets the cover, they get the win outright. Seven underdogs to six favorites in terms of the ATS mark covering today. But four of those underdogs do win outright. So there's something to be said, and it's something I always recommend to bettors. If you're going to bet an underdog, you know, maybe bet a smaller piece. We call it sprinkle, sprinkle yeah, a little right. bit on that money line. That doesn't necessarily mean like, let's say you're betting $100 on a game. Don't necessarily bet 100 on the money line. If you're going to do with point spreads, maybe 25%, okay. 20, 25%. I think everybody has different rules. Some guys go more, some guys go less, but there's something to be said for betting these money lines on these outright underdogs. And again, I don't know if it's a teaser buster too, because yes. Seattle, I'm sure a lot of people like they myself. They were in a ton of teasers. They did not, you know, it wasn't a total Wong teaser deal because you're not going through three and seven, but at six and a half, you could have teased this down to a half point. It's like just win the game. 
And I think those get killed. I think that was probably a very good result for the books. And also, Cincinnati was getting teased in those right. long teasers. So those got killed earlier with their... Actually, those got there for Cincinnati, they came I should back. say. Right, they came yeah, back. Yeah, those got there. But that's what you're looking for. You're teasing through these key numbers. And if you did it with Seattle, does not get there. Ooh. So the Tennessee Titans come out after... And that's why you don't overreact so much to week one. Now, they were down 30-16. to 16. In the going in the fourth quarter, but that's why you don't necessarily overreact too much to Week One because Tennessee looks so bad. They but did. They've always been kind of lukewarm as a home favorite and usually have decent value as a road underdog. They had to earn it though. Derrick Henry really saved their bacon because it was all Derrick Henry in the second half. Well, again, it's just a wild afternoon of NFL football. We get it every week. Seemingly, the Cowboys getting a super long field goal from Greg the Leg to get the win, and then the other Greg the Leg from Minnesota misses relative chippy. So Minnesota goes to Owen to, to the Raiders go on the road, get a huge win at Pittsburgh. A lot of people didn't see that outright win coming. And again, the wildest game here to end it yes. with Tennessee down 14, entering the fourth quarter, come all the way back with a running game, mm-hmm. and then go on and get this win, the Pacific Northwest in overtime, arguably one of the toughest places to play with the 12th man. So what a wild yes. afternoon of action West that Reynolds. late slate absolutely delivered. Uh, you know, Atlanta-Tampa Bay was competitive into the fourth quarter. Didn't end up that way, but uh, great late slate of four games here in the late window. A lot of fun all afternoon long. I hope you stick with us for the full seven hours. Wes, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week right here on the Green Zone. Don't go anywhere. Brady Cannon, James Salinas taking you home the rest of the way. Enjoy your night of football. We'll see you next time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.